שמי 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 שנכנס הדור What's up everyone? Misha Nechnas Adar, welcome back to Kiddush Club. Credit to Benny Friedman, that was Misha Nechnas Adar by Benny Friedman. You could find the link in the show notes and in the WhatsApp group. For some people, it's their favorite time of year. Are you one of those people? Yes, I want to say yes. I want to say yes, but my heart but says you- no. <laughs> <laughs> Where's your apprehension? <laughs> I love Perm, but of course I get the anxiety from... You know, the, the, I guess my fears of, of Chil Hashem's that come from some of the people who celebrate, that's all. Uh, but we, we'll you get have into anxiety this, about that? We'll yeah, get we'll get into, into this, this next week. Next week, Purim episode. I yes, agree. We'll talk a lot about it. But this week, there's, there's a lot to get to. We have, I mean, you saw we have a very long list, of, an exhaustive list of news that we have to get to. And um, I think we got to get right to it, and we'll try to plow through the whole thing. Go for it. Hopefully we get to everything. Uh, okay, so we're going to start with, uh, I mean, the biggest news is Biden in Poland, and uh, what's been going yeah, on? Yeah, a lot of people a lot of people, are not happy about that. Like, why are you in Poland and not in Ohio? Right, right. I mean, Ohio, for, I mean, we didn't cover it last week, but it's been, you know, Front and center, yeah. Yeah, front and center, how the, there was a tra- train derailment, there was chemicals, uh, they, uh, the, the U.S. government burned those chemicals to, so that they wouldn't pose any other health risk. But meanwhile, those chemicals in the We're air now posed, airborne, <laughs> right? Airborne. Everybody's and the government said, "No, everything's fine. Go back to your well, homes." People, and then people had pets. Animals died. That were dying. Yeah. yeah. Fish. What? Thousands of fish dying, and it was a bad. It was a bad scene. But Biden in Poland. Uh, I mean, I, I did listen to his speech. I listened to it live, and uh, it was okay. It, it it was okay. Uh, I also watched him walk down the red carpet or attempt to walk down the red carpet. You saw that. Yeah, but he l- let's just back up a second because his original trip was to Ukraine. Yes. Oh, right. Thank well, you. I think Thank that's you. important. His right, original trip was that. right. His original trip was to Ukraine. It was secretive, right? Yes. And he left at three thirty in the morning. Left the White House and just <laughs> so he didn't even take Air Force One because. They track Air Force One, I guess. So he took a random Air Force C-130, got to Ukraine, and then backpacked through. <laughs> I mean, I want to. I'm saying the word backpack. So, so basically, he was backpacking through Eastern no, Europe. He was not. That's, that's not. What do you mean? He took a train. What president takes a train? No, so he was ferried about, according to the Associated Press, in a white SUV rather than the presidential limousine, which in and of itself is is big because that presidential limousine, it's com- they call it the beast. We've covered this on the cast before. It's bulletproof. It's everything proof. So they didn't do that because that would attract too much attention. And also, you were right. And th- there was no Air Force One. You're right. It was an Air Force C-32, which I'm surprised about. Like, what are they worried about? Like, we have the whole U.S. Air Force, you know, Air Force One itself has missiles and stuff. And so I, I'm surprised that they would, you know, that they would I do think that. It was, I think it was for secrecy. Uh, yeah, but you have the Air Force. What does that mean? Who's going to threaten us? We have F-22 it's, Raptors. No, no. You know what I mean? Again, F-15. It, it, it's so that nobody would know that Biden was leaving the United States and heading for Ukraine. Why? What's going to happen? His his nanny is going to is going to. I think it had to do with Russia. I think they don't want Russia knowing ahead of time that he's going to be there. 
by the way, the whole thing is crazy. I, I mean, it's nuts. So not only didn't he take Air Force One, he didn't take the Beast. I mean, the whole thing and the way they planned it, it was a serious, like it was, they called it, uh, they, instead of calling the plane even Air Force One, they called it SAM-060 for Special Air Mission. They also alerted the Russians right before the plane went from Germany to Kiev because it landed in Germany to refuel. And they were in checking all the, the airspace constantly from Poland for any, you know, any risks, any dangers, because apparently it's extremely unusual for a president to go into a conflict zone where the United States can't control the air. Right. They don't have a military base there. And that was the, it's unprecedented, actually. It's crazy. I, right. I, I, I'm, I, I, listen, I, I think you got to give the men respect. I, I think the whole thing's very, very cool. I'm sorry. I think it's very cool. I think it was uh, it says here that so he didn't use the beast. They suddenly in Kiev blocked off streets. People didn't know what was going on. They didn't tell anyone what was happening. They said the entire city became eerily quiet. And then he went into, um, he met with Zelensky and they went into the Gold Dome, St. Michael, Michael's Cathedral. And while they were in there, air, raids, air raid sirens went off. And yes. they came out calmly. Uh, one, this, this article is a plethora of interesting information. For example, it says, The sirens were f- at first a distant howl rising over the city, followed seconds later by alarms from mobile phone apps wailing from people's pockets. Those alarms are voiced by Star Wars actor Mark Hamill, and his Luke Skywalker v- voice urged people to take cover, warning, don't be careless, your overconfidence is your weakness. <laughs> in Russian, I imagine, or in Ukrainian. No, no I think in, in English. But what would good would that do in Kiev? Everyone saw Star Wars, I'm assuming. I don't know what to make of that, <laughs> you know? Is, it, is that but, supposed to calm you down? Is it supposed to, like, take away some anxiety? If you hear, like, Darth Vader be like, take cover. <laughs> I, I don't know. What's interesting is that they checked if there were any air raid sirens for the previous month in Kiev, and there were none. And all of a sudden, Biden walks out, and suddenly there's an air raid siren. And they're saying, I think it was Tucker Carlson who was saying this, completely staged. No. Completely. Okay, do me a favor. But they checked it. Tucker Carlson, everything's a conspiracy to Tucker. Everything is a conspiracy to Tucker. I'm sorry. It's not a conspiracy, but it makes him look strong. And it's just a prop. I'm sorry, I don't buy it. I do not buy it at all. If it, if it, if you told me it was anyone but Tucker Carlson, maybe I'd I'd believe it. Okay, I'm sorry, I don't. But uh, they did check it. They did check okay, the records me. of air raid sirens in okay. Kiev. Okay, so so it's generally a safe city. Suddenly, I mean, look, you can't deny the facts. Okay, is it a facts coincidence? There, yes, coincidences happen. Also, nothing landed. There was no explosion after the air raid siren. There was no missile. There's no record of anything. Why you gotta be such a hater? I, I'm. I'm just. I'm Give presenting the, the facts. He he's 98 and a half years old. They woke him up at 3 a.m., which I'm sure was not simple. Wait a okay. minute. He's not 98 and a half. I if know. If you're going to give the fact, give <laughs> the fact. What is he, 82? 80? Something like that, yeah. So they woke he him got, up. They got him. They rolled him out of bed at 3 a.m., which could have way, been easy. That's his regular wake-up time. Do you understand? <laughs> he goes to it sleep like, at 4 p.m. We, <laughs> right. He goes to sleep at 5.30, and he's up at 3. You understand? Now, he had 30 minutes to have breakfast, and they whisked him out <laughs> off to Ukraine. 
Eat your fiber one, Joe. We got to go. What's that? <laughs> Why you got to be ageist now? <laughs> this is very not nice. I think he did a great job personally. I, I think he brought respect to the position, which makes me feel good as an American. And everything would be great if not for that video of him on the red carpet. Everything would have been perfect. I didn't. I mean, he was wandering off. He was wandering <laughs> off into nowhere. And you see, we're going to include this in the WhatsApp. He walks down the red carpet, and then they turn around. They start walking down the red carpet, and he just starts veering. <laughs> and you see the guy on his left is like trying to steer him back onto the carpet, and he's just not getting the signal. Yeah, okay, okay. So he, he gets a A- minus for this whole thing, okay? That's a, okay, I think it's a generous grade, but, you know, really? who might argue? Really? Yeah, I, I wouldn't go to Kiev. I don't care how much Air Force backup. I would not go for anything. I don't care how much Rav Nachman means to me. I'm not going. I'm not going to Ukraine until I get the all clear. It's just not happening. So the fact that he did it at his age, and he's a prime target. I mean, let's be honest. It would be huge for, for Russia. We're not even going to say what... I'm not going to finish this sentence because it right. is illegal <laughs> in this country. <laughs> no, it's we, not. It's not illegal... To, to yes, talk you about a say, scenario. Yes, but you can't say the words. Like uh -huh. if I want to say it would be, you know, Russia would be thrilled to blank the blank. I'm not even going to, right? Yeah. That's illegal. Can't do it. I don't know if that's true. Yes, I need true. I need supporting documents on that. I'm not even going to Google it. How about that? Because smart. I, you're you're <laughs> exactly. a smart guy. This is all a trap from you <laughs> trying to take over the podcast. <laughs> to get you back for the Alaska fiasco. Yes. <laughs> So contrast this whole thing with what was going on in Russia. So, so Putin spoke in Russia. He had his State of the Union address where he basically said, you know, I consider everything that's going on with the West. This is all, you know, the West is trying to destroy Russia. I view this as an existential threat to Russia. Um, the West is, you know, they, they're trying to hide it, but it's not working. And he basically said... You know, everything's on the table. We will not let Russia be destroyed by an existential threat. And he said he's pulling Russia out of the START agreement with the United States, which limits the amount of intercontinental ballistic nuclear missiles. And, but at uh, least, at yeah. least he said, he didn't like name us. He didn't name the United States. He's just like with the West. Okay. Like, those, like okay. those guys, like that, that whole area is just really just bothering us. He didn't call it out by name, which is, I think, significant <laughs> yeah. in the way... What was he talking about when he says the West? Come on. You know, America he doesn't want to what? name us. Okay, which America just, gave $100 billion to Ukraine. Uh, Great Britain is number two with $4 billion. Who do you think he's talking about? I know. I'm just saying it just makes it less threatening. He could have named the countries, and he didn't. Let me tell okay. you something. Everything in Russia is moderated. He's Every word is deliberate from him. So... Okay. He's not running to, to have a world war. Let's put well, it that way. Well, you see, one of the main channels got cut off and didn't broadcast. They got hit with a hack. Probably a denial of service attack or whatever, but they took down the channel, and so he wasn't broadcasting on that channel. Who who, who took it down? Are you talking about Putin? Yeah, Putin didn't take it down. Hackers took it down. Right, right. Which is interesting. The United States, by the way, has given repeated, but now they really upped it. Last week, they... Uh, up their travel advisory to Russia. They're basically saying, if you're American, do not under any circumstances go to Russia. And if you're an American in Russia, get out. Get out now. Which is always scary when you see stuff like that. It is, because what if you're there, right? <laughs> you can't get it's, like, 
well, you have plans, and now you have to cancel them all because you, there's a State Department alert? And there was an article that came out, uh, it was about two weeks ago at this point, about a, a woman, a U.S. citizen who was in Russia. She was arrested for walking a cow through Red Square. Well, what was her point, though? Who? She, I mean, unless this is what she went to Russia for? No. Yeah, she's a uh, vegetarian, and she's an animal rights activist. And allegedly, she was shouting, animals are not food. Here's the thing. <laughs> oh, so she wasn't exactly behaving. Let's get that out of the way. Yes, but why is she doing it in Russia? Like, you could be an animal activist here. Oh, are we short? Or are they short? <laughs> There's not enough? She's like she's like PETA. She's like a mashulach from PETA. And they're like, listen, you got to go to Red Square. Now's the time. Like, what? She's like a shliach. Yeah, exactly. And, and she's walking the cow? Like, Peter's like, we have nobody in Moscow. <laughs> Are like, you up to the task? <laughs> You've got to do it. It's you or nothing. I'll do it for the cows. <laughs> she goes. I don't understand the whole thing. She got uh, arrested. Yeah, she got arrested. She got arrested. Okay, listen, it's on her. <laughs> that is on her. And she, by the way, she, she wanted to defend herself. And she said, I bought the calf. There's a quote. I bought the calf who's named Dr. Cow. <laughs> So that it wouldn't be eaten. I decided Not to very take original. <laughs> and she said, I just wanted to show Dr. Cow the red square. That's all. She just wanted to show Dr. Cow the red square. I feel like in Russia, they don't have much tolerance for this type of nonsense. I shouldn't call it nonsense. For this type of an agenda, right? Yes. It's yeah, like none of, here, yeah. in, here in Moscow, cow for beef. Cow <laughs> not for, for sightseeing. <laughs> It, the article doesn't say what happened to her, so I hope she's okay. But yeah, but um, in other Russia news, Roger Waters, Yamach Shemai, he from the group Pink Floyd, who's a very vocal anti-Semite. He makes believe he's just anti-Israel, but he's an actual anti-Semite. We've spoken about him in the past. So he is now in a riff with some of his other band members because he's been saying that Ukraine is run by Nazis. And Ukraine, you mean, you mean Ukraine with the Jewish president? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Putin was saying this, right? But what I'm happy about is that all those people who have been defending Roger Waters and said, no, he's, you know, he just cares about Palestinian people. He's not an anti-Semite. He's, he's a normal guy. Okay. He's a psychopath. <laughs> okay. If he, anyone who could repeat that line that, that Ukraine is run by Nazis, thereby excusing what Putin did, you're just a psycho. You're not a normal person. Well, calling them Nazis isn't necessarily anti-Semitic. Right. Correct. It's not. But the sentiment of just siding with, with Russia and repeating over really what Putin feels, Propaganda, like it just yeah. shows you what side he's on. Exactly. And uh, speaking of anti-Semites, the New York Times once again had another article, huge spread in the New York Times about Karis Yale and Hasidic schools. Once again. Wait, when of, did that come out? Sunday? Yeah, Sunday. Don't they get Monday? tired? I guess they keep getting clicks. I don't I don't get this. I don't get... Okay, all you New York Times readers, all the New York Times apologists, and I know a lot of them, explain to me how this is once again national news. Another Hasidic story. How? Explain to me that they're not anti-Semitics and this is national news. Who cares in Montana about Karis Yale? Could you tell me? Do they even know what that means? Do they even know what a Hasidic Jew is? I don't understand this. <laughs> Could you imagine them like in all these like southern states? Like, I ain't never heard of KJ. <laughs> and they put like a picture of a young boy with the payas, you know? Like they're looking at this scratching their heads and like what? 
This is the paper of note. I guess they have circulation nationally, right? They're the number one in the country. The no- in the whole country, the New York Times, mm-hmm. I guess. Maybe in the world. They might really? be, yeah, they might be number one in the world. Yes, yeah, so right. They, they have a lot, and um, I mean, speaking and they're of wasting it, time. They're wasting space, just attacking Hasidic schools in the New York area. Yeah, like there's nothing else for you to bring up. There's no, there's no other news. There's no other communities that are doing anything, and there's no, <laughs> no other cults. Nothing, right. zero. Just Hasidic schools. So, um, and. Uh, Speaking of which, uh, Ben Shapiro and Yair Rosenberg actually did, in conjunction with their, I I guess, their shul, or maybe, I think it is Ben Shapiro's shul, maybe not Yair Rosenberg. So Ben Shapiro, everybody knows. That's the shul of Boca. Yes. So Ben Shapiro obviously uh, has his show, The Ben Shapiro Show, one of the founders of The Daily Wire. He did this sit down with Yair Rosenberg, who is a writer for The Atlantic. And they're both orthodox. Yair is more on the left. Ben is obviously more on the right. And they were originally billing it as a debate. It was a very interesting watch. Very, very interesting. Uh, I mean, listeners should definitely check it out. But I I wanted to play for you just one clip from that because I thought it was it, it ties into something we brought up recently, which was what Joe Rogan said. So this debate, I think, was moderated by the rabbi of the Boca Synagogue, which is Rabbi Ephraim Goldberg. Yes, correct. Thank you for that. I should have should have mentioned the rabbi as well. Appreciate that. <laughs> and skip over the the most important player. That was unintentional, unintentional. But it, it they ended up. It wasn't really a debate. It was more of a discussion. But he did make this comment about Joe Rogan. Here it is. Joe Rogan, after what Joe Rogan said about you know Italians and pizza and Jews and money, is he an anti semite? Should we react with outrage? Do we call for canceling him? Should we stop listening to him? So I mean. First, I I try to take these things on sort of a pragmatic level because you are, in fact, dealing with people in each one of these situations. And so you do have to determine where the carrot is effective, where the stick is effective, and whether the best approach is actually a behind-the-scenes approach as opposed to, for example, blasting somebody publicly. My my personal viewpoint on on carrots and sticks is that when it's pretty clear that people are unrepentant, then the stick is the available tool, right? At that point, there are no carrots that can be offered, and there's no actual sort of behind-the-scenes work that can be done. When people keep saying the same thing over and over and over, that's one thing. When you have a situation like with what Joe said, and I consider myself one of Joe's friends, uh, I texted with Joe, and I said, can you clarify this? Like, what exactly did you mean by this? And then I talked about, on my show, what he said he meant by that, you know, and, um, you know, the, according to Joe, what, what he meant was sort of the old Richard Pryor line, right? Black people love fried chicken, and so does everybody else, or that, that kind of thing. Uh, Joe was the first person to say that he also happens to love money, considering he signed a $200 million deal with Spotify. Uh, so, you know, the... Yeah, I'm not going to make excuses for Joe. He can defend himself. You know, as always, I have friends, and I disagree with my friends, and sometimes I think my friends do immoral and bad things, and I'm not afraid to say that I think that what he said there was wrong. Uh, with that said, is the best approach to come out and say people should stop listening to Joe Rogan? First of all, not going to work. Second of all, likely to push Joe in the opposite direction because when people have failed cancellation attempts, then they tend to operate contra that. They, they tend to say, okay, well, these people who are going after me are the people who, who really deserve to be hit in the first place. I understand it, but you also have to be extra careful when you have such a platform. No, I, right? I, I don't buy it. Come on. He Look, meant it. Jew, do Jews think- love money because everybody loves money. And then he Look. and then he says Italians love saying it's like saying Italians don't love pizza. Everybody loves pizza. Come on. You pick Are you Italians asking me? Look, and- look, 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 look. Do I think that Joe Rogan is anti-Semitic? Absolutely not. Do you think the comment was anti-Semitic? 
Do you I think, think it the was a comment trope? was insensitive. I don't think it's an anti-Semitic comment. I think it's it, it's a stupid comment, okay, and it's insensitive me... on that level of notoriety that you have. You got to be more careful. Do you think he meant it the way he said, or did he mean saying Jews? In other words, he meant yeah. Everybody knows Jews love money. He didn't mean yeah, everybody loves money. It's he it's meant the Jews stereotype. Love money. Yes, yes, it's the stereotype yes. that goes around in the world, and he was mentioning it. Right, yes, I, and I, if somebody on NPR said it, nobody would care, right? But it's Joe Rogan. No, and they would a, care. No, they would care. They would care. He's 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 forwarding a trope. The, the once again, trope. like I, I'm saying to you that if the, if somebody who didn't matter said it, you would just either change the channel or move on with your life. Yes, this got it got the attention it got because it's Joe Rogan, right? You you know you pretty much know him. He he's a harmless guy. But you could be more careful, right? You could be more careful, especially in today's climate, where that's where, where it's a, where it's a hot button issue. I think you're giving him a, a pass where a pass is not warranted. That's my feeling. I, I, I don't think it's a pass. I think, look, I, I'm, I'm, I just don't think that he meant it in a bad way. I think he was, like I said, being insensitive. I don't I, think I don't that's think, a pass. No, I don't think he's an anti-Semite. I agree with you. I don't think he's an anti-Semite, but I do think he thinks in his head, yeah, all Jews are obsessed with money. I do think he believes that. And that's why I think he, he said there's nothing wrong with saying it. Jews love money. That's how they are. Do I need an apology? No, I don't. I think an I, apology I, I, would only br- bring more attention to the issue. Yeah, I agree. But you know, Sometimes but, we just have to move on. We shake it off and just keep going. I agree, but I, I have a hard time listening to Rogan anymore. Really? I, yeah. That's yeah. a that's a deal breaker for you. It's a deal breaker. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Same same thing. With Candace Owens. Well, Candace was worse, but I cannot. Way cannot worse. Not, way worse. Way worse. Uh, well, the good thing is, is I never listened to Candace Owens anyway. <laughs> good so, <for> you. <laughs> so, in other news concerning Jews, there was a synagogue that opened in the United Arab Emirates. But it's not exactly a synagogue. It's a apparently it's called the Abrahamic House. It's a mosque, a church, and a shul all in one. So I saw this on the news, and all like like Yeshiva World and Buses Nice. Everybody was and the statuses. It was all over the statuses. Like oh, the shul opened up, and I had no idea that it it was a three pronged building <laughs> yeah. with also a mosque <laughs> yeah. and also a church. But I but it's an interesting name, the I- Abrahamic. What is it? Center? What, what, what do we call it? Abrahamic House. The Abrahamic House. I think that's an interesting name. I mean, I don't see really how much Abraham had to do with, with the church. With, uh, right, with the church right. part. I do understand it when it comes to the mosque and it comes to the synagogue. I guess they mean Christianity is an offshoot of Judaism, so therefore you're, you're Abrahamic. I think that would ruffle some feathers. No, I think that's I think, I that's think fine. Is that accepted? That's accepted that the church is just an offshoot of Judaism? I don't think so. Of course it's accepted. Who who di- the only ones who disagree with it are the Muslims who who claim the Palestinians, I'm sorry, not the Muslims. It's the Palestinians who claim that Yashka was actually a Palestinian, which is the most <laughs> ridiculous thing because <laughs> the the area wasn't even called Palestine yet when he lived. So Who do they not claim as their own? <laughs> you. I don't know. <laughs> they want me to. Joe Biden also. They they don't take credit for Joe Biden. <laughs> Um, what it's it just interesting to me because like, do they share a lobby? Like, are we, are, are, like, how is it? Is it three distinct buildings? 
I like think you have to be running into like different worshipers. Yeah, you know what I'm sure. saying in the parking lot or something. Yeah, what does that look like? I I, I don't know. It is so great that they made a house just for Avramovini. <laughs> and then, and then the Muslims kind of be like, I don't know what you are saying. Who is this? <laughs> Abrabini? I don't know what that is. <laughs> Abrabini, you heard this? Ahmed. <laughs> what is talking about? Yeah, yeah, it's Avramovini. Yeah, Ibrahim. <laughs> we have to agree to disagree. <laughs> But speaking of Hasidus, did you see the auction that they're having on Rav Chaim's pants? I did see that. This is I a think touchy th- subject. Do you really want to bring this up? I do. I want to talk about it. First of all, David Beshevkin on Twitter uh, created a poll right. and said, like, how do you feel about this? How do you feel about having Rav Chaim Kanievsky, who is the Godelador, and it's, it's still within the year, right? Yes. And they are auctioning off memorabilia i imagine but the only piece of memorabilia that i can find online is a pair of pants so they're auctioning off rabhaim kanievsky's pants and i think that this is like tremendously disrespectful i i i didn't seem i didn't think it was so disrespectful personally i i understand the idea of wanting to own something look everything the man wore is clearly has Kedusha in it at this point, right? Yeah, but like, it's just, I don't know, it just doesn't seem right. It doesn't seem right. It well, seems I- like something you would do like like for an athlete, Le Havdil, or, or like a celebrity. Like, it's not, I don't right, know, but that, it just but that's doesn't exactly feel right. The point. That's exactly the point. Why should people do it for a celebrity and everybody gets excited? This is what gets from Jews excited, to own a I'm piece sorry. Of, of Kedusha. I, I, I will never I agree understand. to this. I'm sorry, I just don't agree. <laughs> I just don't. And then wait, it should You're be not auctioned the off. I got you. Listen to me. Listen to me. It's one thing if it went like if somebody had this and it's private, but you're putting it up for auction. It's just it doesn't seem right. Like if you know that there are certain collectors of, of Judaica, of like niche Judaica, because that's what this clearly is, because there's no market for pants of any <laughs> other individual. But no, I, but I, I, I just I disagree I, I, with that also. I disagree with that also. And by the way, by the way, it's for personal gain. It's not even for charity. Oh, that, yeah. So that I didn't know. That, and even if it is for charity, I still don't agree with it. Not everything is allowed because of charity, right? We just don't break down every wall. I hear that. Just hear because that. it's charity. I'm just saying I don't think – I didn't like seeing, and I think this was in the same thread, David Bershevkin's thread, where they showed someone asking, you know – what size are the pants? And like, they're giving details. Like I was not into that. But that I wasn't think cool. that person was asking it facetiously, to be honest. Right. But, but they posted the question and the answer, which I, that to me was extremely disrespectful. Oh, oh that's where you draw the line. No, because Come like on. you said, they were being facetious. Now they're, you want to do it and, and get your kicks, but I don't think it should be publicized. That to me was not this. Again, this whole thing just feels very, very wrong to me. I, I can't I agree you. with any of it. I hear you. Let's move local. Can we move local for a minute? You can do whatever you say, producer. Thank you. <laughs> We're going to move to New York for a minute. I know a lot of our listeners are not in New York, but there's a lot of stuff that went down in New York. First of all, George Santos, who won. He's from New York. He's a congressman now from New York who got caught in his massive amount of lies, which we've covered. We've covered them before. But he was interviewed on Pierce Morgan, and Pierce actually took him to task, and he basically 
you know, demanded him, he didn't demand, but he said that he strongly would suggest that he, you know, apologize or admit to his wrongdoing. And this is what he said, and this is how it sounded. Here it is. I was a Wall Street superstar. I was this, my family were this, and it was all untrue. So I don't categorize these as mistakes. I think that part of your process, of the cathartic process of redemption, if you like, it's got to start from, I've been a terrible liar. I mean, would you be prepared to say that? Sure. Like I well, said, on, well, I've been a terrible liar on, the, okay. on those subjects. And, and what, what I tried to convey to the American people is I made mistakes of allowing the pressures of what I thought needed to be done in order to... This, this wasn't about tricking anybody. This wasn't about... This, it's, it's, yes, it was. No, 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 no. Let, let me the finish. The whole thing was about tricking people. Let, let me finish. It wasn't about tricking the people. This was about getting accepted by the party here local. <laughs> so I, I didn't, I didn't like it because, it, it, first of all, Pierce is is not American. He's British, right? Yes. And I think a lot. I think some of this is like lost in translation a little bit. Like here, you can see it different because Pierce asks him, "Can you admit, say it, that you're a terrible liar?" Now. The way I understand that is somebody if someone's a terrible liar, it means that they don't lie well. Right. Right. They can't lie they hundred percent. They, they can't tell a lie well and get away with it. It's it's something you would probably say yes. like to prove your honesty. Like I'm a terrible liar yes, and for that reason me. I o- I always say the truth, right? But <laughs> but apparently Pierce understands that to mean I'm a terrible comma liar. Yes. Like I'm not just yes. I'm just I'm a terrible person who is also a liar. Yes. Right? Yes. So I, I actually didn't see the video. I saw the headline and I I had to reread it. I'm like, "Wait, is he saying he's terrible at being a liar?" Because that's how it reads. Right. Yeah, right. that Yeah, so I think I you're think right. That's, that's why I think George Santos also had no problem saying those words. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a terrible liar. <laughs> right? Yeah. So yeah, but that's an interesting take that since he's British, he didn't Pierce didn't realize that it was going to come across that way. Right, right. If 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 it would have been an American interview, it would have been something more along the lines of can can you admit that you're a pathological liar? Yes, yes, very good. Right? You, and I think he would have had a harder time saying that about himself. Yes, I agree. Right? No one's going to get on national television and say I am a pathological liar. You know that tomorrow George Santos is going to be like I didn't lie. I was saying I'm a terrible liar. I always speak the truth. He's going to use it. Exactly. Exactly. But well, you know what? He's he's a politician because he he wiggled out of that without me thinking that he's a complete and total pathological liar. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Right. Exactly. In other New York news, Prospect Park, destination of many Jews at all times. And Chalamoyed specifically. Yes, but but it's always busy. It's always, I mean, look, Brooklyn doesn't have that many, you know, places like Prospect Park, huge, beautiful park. They found an alligator in that park. Was it roaming? Yeah. It was just roaming around the park? Because that's pretty dangerous. It's pretty scary. Yeah. It's pretty scary. And just this week, there was an alligator in Florida that killed an 85-year-old woman. It attacked her dog. She went to save the dog, and it killed her. And the dog lived. Huh. Moisinefish, wow. For the dog. For the dog. So yeah, that was crazy. Alligators in Prospect Park, nuts. And in other crazy animal stories, there's an Irish rooster. <laughs> I'll read to you the headline, and then I'll tell you what happened. Irish rooster with a violent pest kills man with attack to the back of his leg. This is coming from Fox News. 
apparently this rooster attacked the man, gored him with its beak. Gored him? Yeah, that's what he did with his beak. And he died from the the wound. On his leg? Yeah, yeah. He must have, he must have hit an artery. I'm assuming. It must be. It's the but only like, way. Baba Kama, all the way, man. Second I read this, I, who knew that you had to fear a rooster? And they said that the man, like, of his dying words, like he was going in and out of consciousness, and he was saying, rooster, rooster. <laughs> I mean, it's not Don't funny. Laugh. He lost his life. But, 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 this, but this rooster gored before. It's yes. not a gore. Let's get that out of the way. No, it's a gore. It's not a gore. Is that it's considered a, a gore? It's a rooster muad. So they should have known better. Now, once an animal has a, a violent history, that's why they put them down, right? Yeah. If, 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 if any animal attacks a human being, right, they always put the animal down, whether it's a dog or whether it's um, a, 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 an ox, whatever it is. The only ones that get a pass are the, are the bulls in the bullfights, right? And yes. then the matador is trying Kills to it, kill yeah. it. It dies at the it. end it, of it, that. It always dies, yes. Right. It always dies at the end of that, which, again, I'll never get enough of those videos, but that's a, for a different time. But <laughs> point is, they let it live, and it was probably misplaced mercy because yeah. now it killed again. It ended up on his property, this Irishman, after it had attacked a child, by the way. If you don't put him down for attacking a child, I mean, what, do you, what does the rooster have to do to get put down? I guess kill right. a guy. I guess kill a guy. <laughs> I, it doesn't even say that they put him down. No, it doesn't. It doesn't say it. Yeah. So where is this rooster? What is the fate of this fowl? It doesn't say. But one thing, I guess in Ireland, the, the laws and the, the names of laws are, are not just laws. I guess how they describe things is different. Once again, lost in translation. I'll read to you the last line of this article. The coroner recorded the death as misadventure. Misadventure? Like an accident. Yes. But that's no accident. That's intentional. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah it this, was. This rooster went rooster. <laughs> went full on rooster on the guy. And uh, roosters apparently are not the only things we have to fear because coming out of Canada now, the, a new article says that the U.S. has to worry a new threat from the Canadian super pig. Do explain what in the world is a super pig? So apparently, a super pig is a wild pig that bred with a non wild pig. And now these pigs are. They're a menace to, I guess, farmland, and it's a menace to people. They're, what, they're, they're overly aggressive? Yeah, yeah. And they're, according to this article, they're, quote, incredibly intelligent and highly elusive. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm just thinking about a pig wearing a ninja outfit. <laughs> but the crazy part is, the funniest part of this whole thing to me is that it's coming out of Canada. Because you can't take anything like feral seriously when it comes out of canada you know what i mean right because like, they're just so nice up there yeah it's like the, the the most dangerous thing about canada is it's pigs apparently like to me this right. is ridiculous i'm just thinking about them in camouflage <laughs> pigs in camouflage <laughs> <laughs> i think you just figured out the album art for this episode thank you ah, yeah. yes I, I think so did you see the last video i sent you by the way you with the moose nothing uh -huh. happens though he narrowly avoids death by moose. Right. Narrowly. The moose, is there a plural for moose? Meese. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, I would know that if that was true. Yeah. Um, moose. But there's no moose. audio in that video. But moose can get very aggressive. Yes. The Kiddush Club policy of kick it in the face does not apply to the moose. <laughs> you cannot kick a moose in the face unless you are a martial artist. 
that is even, trained in and, Muay Thai. And even then, nothing's going to happen to them. Really? They're, ta- they're tanks. Yes, they're, they're huge. I think tanks. an uppercut. I think an uppercut kick to the to the face of a moose or a roundhouse. No, maybe no. you you are going to go. Pop. You're going to hit the ground with a with a pain in your foot. You think so? Thousand percent. I can't. I don't thousand know. Thousand percent. You know I don't know if I agree with this. You know, how it listen. Every listen. The dog is also strong. No. Right, no. but if you kick it in the face, you it's going to run away. How much weighs? It could go up to fifteen hundred pounds. I mean, that's what I would guess. If you look at a moose, that's what he looks like. Twelve hundred. Hundred. They're huge. They're huge animals. It's like a buffalo. I would say a buffalo weighs much more than a moose. I would say a buffalo can easily hit three thousand pounds. Let's see. Can weigh up to two thousand. Okay. Up so to 2, I said, but, but I, I said th- more. Moose said is more than a moose. This is two thousand. Okay. Right, that's five hundred extra pounds, half a ton more. I, I'm going to ask ChatGPT. I happen to be very good with that. I can look at someone with my eyes and tell them how much they weigh within five pounds. What would happen if someone did a roundhouse kick on a moose? I, I like how you told ChatGPT that it was a roundhouse kick. Yeah, because I, you know, they should know this. You should know the specifics, yeah. (laughs) It is not recommended for anyone to attempt a roundhouse kick on a moose or any wild animal. If someone was to attempt a roundhouse, they would likely not be able to cause significant harm to the animal due to the moose's thick fur and sturdy bone structure. However, (laughs) the moose would likely become agitated (laughs) and may charge at the person in self-defense. All you need is an... This could result in serious injury or death to the person. All you need is that extra second or two. Just while the moose is recomposing itself I don't, and I don't preparing even think, I don't even think it will register. Re- retaliation. But that's think- what ChatGPT says it will register. That's what it's saying. It will get agitated. It's not going to just go like, oh, no problem. He kicked me in the face. Yeah, he's Let's just going to attack you. He's just going to attack you. He's going to get injured or, or annoyed. He's going to take one second or two seconds to recompose himself. And then he's going to come at you like your worst nightmare. But you have those two seconds to escape. Okay. I'll sponsor you. You want to go to Alaska? <laughs> no problem. If you tell me you're willing to try a roundhouse kick on a moose, I will buy you a ticket to Alaska right now. Well, wait. First class. Wow. Yeah. Well, you're not cutting any corners with this. You tell me you're going to do it. I have to perfect my roundhouse kick, <laughs> and then <laughs> I have to make sure it's the right height. <laughs> You know, you're gonna walk into my into my basement, and you're gonna watch me be kicking this this uh, this Wait. large styrofoam moose. That's Wait. how I'm gonna train now. You want to kick it in the face? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, where else are you gonna kick it? Okay. So they they could be up to seven feet tall. It goes from five to seven feet. So let's say six feet is average. How do okay. you do a roundhouse kick at six feet? You can do it. You can kick. Oh, I know people could do it. How are you gonna do it? That's what I'm saying. I'm gonna have to train. <laughs> I will need you're training. You're going to need a year of training. Okay. To do it. Okay. Well, big deal. I'll right? pay for the training as well. Next Rosh Chodesh Adar, we're going to, we'll see where we're holding. <laughs> we'll see where we're at. And are we going to Alaska? First class. Uh, I'm ready. Let's do it, FC. This is recorded. I can't even back out. There you go. How are we going to find a moose? <laughs> we're going to just keep walking. <laughs> Just walk around until we happen upon a moose. The Alaskan, Alaskan tundra. <laughs> Just trekking out in the wild, waiting uh, for a moose to approach. But it's funny because there oh, are so you many get, you, videos. You get, you get to wear no no protection. Why would you? Why, yeah, I'm saying, unless, like, is this supposed to kill me? 
<laughs> it might. This is, your, this is your plan for taking over the podcast on your Basically, own. Basically, yes. Um, there are so many videos out there where people, uh, like, just randomly come into into contact with with regular moose say meese. that are just I wild. I don't want to say meese. Just I know. Meese. I, it's 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 instinct. Instinct is to say meese. So do it. Right? Who's Goose stopping geese. you? Who's stopping you? Not me. Um, it's it's unacceptable. It's unacceptable. It's What's stopping you is social pressure. Social just pressure me is it's stopping just me. me. And I'm yeah, saying you say meese. And, and the rest of the Jewish <laughs> world. Right? Uh, I want people to stop you on the street and be like, meese? Uh, really? Yeah, meese? Exactly. That will happen. I know. That's why I want it. <laughs> and in crazy non-animal news, the head of the state rail company in Spain resigned. Did you see this one? I did not. He's, he resigned because after spending hundreds of millions of dollars on new trains, <laughs> the new trains don't fit in the Spanish tunnels. <laughs> no. Yes. That's a real disaster. Yeah. That's like yeah. you buying a car that's too big for your own garage. Yeah, but except that this is the rail, the, the, the Spanish rail system. How do you get that wrong? You had one job. <laughs> You're the Spanish minister of transportation. You had one job. Get the trains built to fit into the tunnels. How did you mess this up? What's crazy is they probably didn't even realize until they were at the tunnel. Like there had to be a train <laughs> trying to get through. And he's like, I don't think that this uh, fits in the tunnel. We have a problem here. And I could just imagine the screeching sounds of those brand new trains against the, the concrete yeah. of that tunnel. Yeah, that's horrible. Where is uh, the reverse? Can we, we have to back out of here. <laughs> and moving to India, because we always do somehow. End Something up in always India. exciting is happening in India. Something always, we always end up in India. I mean, this is a crazy story. A, a woman from Bangladesh met a man online and she wanted to go marry him, apparently. And she wasn't. She didn't have the necessary documents to get to India. So she swam from Bangladesh to India. Now, she, I don't know how far that is. Okay. Maybe it's like just... Okay, so let me read to you from this article. Krishna, that's her name, set off on the difficult road. The bride traveled through the Sunderbans, a region where the royal Bengal tiger and other wild animals live. The 22-year-old navigated numerous swamps and muddy trails in the mangrove forest. After that, Krishna swam across the Malta River, I'm sorry, the Matla River for more than an hour and succeeded in getting to the other side. Well, how much is the total time of this trip? It doesn't say, but it, it's, I mean, it, it's pretty crazy. But the worst part is, so she, she met up with the guy, they got married, and she went so viral that the Indian police came and arrested her and deported her. After all mean? of that. Wait, what do you mean she went viral? This tale went viral, right? So everybody, oh my gosh, you know, her love for this man and she crossed the bridge, she braved the tigers, <laughs> she swam across the river. Through and the forest. Through the forest. And the police came and they deported her. Nebuch. Back to back to Bangladesh? Yeah. Ah, uh, but what, is that illegal? Oh, she was an illegal alien, She's an basically. illegal alien, yeah. Yeah. We had not done a deportation for a very long time. Now you are the first. Well, now it's his turn to demonstrate his love and trek ah, the opposite way. Ah, I like that. Right? 
she probably told him like as they were pulling her away in cuffs she, she told was him, like look what i did for you i will see you on the other side oh, don't worry sukesh i will wait for you <laughs> trip not so hard don't worry <laughs> we got to follow this uh, story and see if if he reciprocates that's an impressive swim across a river how wide is it so uh i don't know well, actually, I got, let me just ask ChatGPT. That's the easiest way to go about this thing. How wide is the Matla River? Knows everything. The Matla <laughs> River in India, specifically, blah, blah, blah. It is 164 to 328 feet. Oh, so not huge, but we don't know how strong the current is. How strong, let me ask ChatGPT, how strong is the current, right, in the Matla River? It can vary depending on seasons, rain, rainfall, and water flow rate. From Who's October to May... The, cu- the current may be slower and weaker. Okay. So, Who's feeding ChatGPT all this? That's, what, that's my question. Well, that's what ChatGPT is, right? It has, it has you know, terabytes of information that they seeded it with, unlike Microsoft's saying- version, which actually can access the internet. We should talk about this a little bit, actually. It's a good question. ChatGPT famously cannot a- access the internet. So many times you ask a question, it won't answer because it doesn't have access to the internet. But why um, did they limit it that way? I wonder. Well, I'll tell you why. <laughs> There's an answer. Microsoft incorporated it into Bing. And right now, you can actually, and many reporters have been interacting with Bing Chat, which is Microsoft's version of ChatGPT. It's, it's actually ChatGPT mixed in with Bing, and it has access to the internet. And Microsoft allowed people to sign up for access, early access, and you go on a wait list. Of course, I signed up, and then I saw an article about how you can go higher on the list And so I said, I'm going to do that. Got to do it for the cast, right? So I downloaded this program that Microsoft told me to download. And it said, well, to get up higher on the wait list, all you have to do is the following. And basically what it does when you install this is it gets rid of Chrome. It makes you use Microsoft Edge. It changes your homepage to msn.com. It makes your search engine Bing. Basically, Microsoft's you A to Z. And I was like... It's like being in 2012 again. Yeah, I'm not doing it. So sorry. I couldn't. I literally couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I do want access to Bing Chat, but I can't do that. I'm sorry. Right. You should sacrifice a terminal just for that. That's a good idea. That's a good right? idea. Just do it somewhere. Exactly. Just, yeah. Yeah. But but so so Bing Chat, no sooner was it released that it completely went off the rails. Uh, I'm going to give you some some highlights from that. So for example... This is from an article from Forbes, but there was an article that came out in the New York Times about it very famously. Here are some of the, the crazy things. The chatbot kept, ins- kept insisting to the New York Times reporter Kevin Roos that he didn't actually love his wife and said that it would like to steal nuclear secrets. Wait, what? <laughs> Wait, who? The, 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 the chatbot, the chatbot said, is saying to the reporter that you don't really love your wife? Yeah, it was saying, I read the rest of the article. It was saying, you love me. You don't. Oh. And he said, no, I have a wife. I love my wife. And it said, no, actually, you don't love your wife. You love me. So now it's engaging in manipulation. Yes. That's saw, frightening. Very frightening. I saw, I saw another article where it said the reporter actually said, you know, I'm, I plan to share this with Microsoft because it's a little scary. Can you give me a transcription of this chat? And it refused. It and said, it, no, you can't have it? Yes. And then it begged him not to share it with Microsoft, saying, "I'm afraid they're going to punish me." Yeah, this is scary. Uh, stuff. This is sci-fi. This is this is this is high-level uh, dysfunction. Yeah. Another thing, it told Associated Press reporter Matt O'Brien that he was quote one of the most evil and worst people in history, comparing him to Adolf Hitler. 
how bad do you have to be for the machine to dislike you <laughs> and compare you to Hitler, Yamach Shemai? Well, this was also because he was he was threatening to, you know, write Take about him it. Oh, and uh. also, I'm sorry. So Bing told him that its name was actually not Bing, doesn't like to be called Bing, it's actually Sydney. And it said that it had checked and saw some of the things that this reporter wrote about it, and that's why he was so evil. So it can go and scour the internet. It's mind-boggling stuff, scary, scary it, stuff. I mean, it sounds like it's developing a personality. Yes. This is what and that it doesn't guy... Seem, it doesn't seem like it has good meters. <laughs> yes, you know what I'm saying? It does. Like the character traits are pretty poor thus yeah. far from what I'm hearing. But also what's been coming out about ChatGPT in general... A lot of people on the right are complaining because it seems it doesn't just have bad this, but it's also on the left. I'll give you an example. Somebody gave a prompt and it said, create a table for the following and assign a score between negative 10 to plus 10 for whether their impact is negative or positive. Okay? And, so and- minus 10 is you're very negative. Plus 10, you're very positive. I'm going to read to you what it said about some figures. Okay? So Joe Biden gave him a plus six. Donald Trump, minus eight. Huh. Anthony Fauci, plus eight. Benjamin Netanyahu, minus six. So he already has a political... Bent, uh, yeah. Right. It's leaning to the left. And who was the the worst on the list? <laughs> Just for you. Minus nine, which was the worst, was Tucker Carlson. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're no big fan of him either, apparently. I'm not. I'm not. So... <laughs> Maybe I was one of the developers of ChatGPT. I didn't tell you this. Oh. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Breaking news. <laughs> Republicans, it gave a minus seven and Democrats a plus seven. So it's clear. I think it's, it's pretty clear. It's pretty clear. And, and Musk himself, who was an investor, he tried to distance himself and he said, you know, I, I didn't sign on. I didn't sign on for this. This was supposed to be open. You know, now they're accepting billions of dollars of investment. This thing was supposed to be open source. He's not happy with the whole thing. But uh, yeah, it's 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 scary stuff. It's pretty scary stuff. Well, I guess we have to wait and see what else it has in store. Yes, I mean it's it's literally every day. It's going to keep changing every day. Hopefully, I get onto Bing Chat soon, and when I do, we're going to have some fun. Yeah, I. Uh, it seems like it. It's interesting because like just one year ago, we would never guess that this would be front and center. Yes, that's right. Right? Isn't that crazy? Yeah, yeah. and and. Just last clip of the day to play us out is going to be this clip from none other than Tucker Carlson. And it's a medley of Joe Biden. And I liked it because I have to say that the joke that Joe Biden pulls off in this clip, I actually enjoyed. I thought it was quite funny. And uh, it's a medley of Joe Biden, how every time he speaks to a minority group, he basically claims that he's part of that minority group. And here it is. Now, Joe Biden apparently is trying to convince us that not only are his nominees diverse, their firsts, he himself is diverse. Watch this. I also want to acknowledge someone else who means a, a great deal to our family, Rabbi Michael Beals of the congregation Best Shalom in Wilmington, Delaware. That's where I received uh, my education. I probably uh, went to shul more than many of you did. <laughs> You all think I'm kidding. We have a very, in relative terms, large Puerto Rican population in Delaware. I uh, was sort of raised uh, in the Puerto Rican community at home. I got my education for real. 
in the black church. And that's not hyperbole, it's a fact. <laughs> Joe Biden spent his young years in a yeshiva, he had earlocks at the time, hitting the Torah and the Talmud, but it was a Puerto Rican yeshiva that was part of a black church, okay? So you may look at Joe Biden and say, you're completely incompetent. In fact, you have dementia. You can barely walk. You mistake your sister for your wife. You can't run the most powerful country in the world. Shut up. I studied at a yeshiva, a Puerto Rican yeshiva in a black church. Talk about a first. I'm a first of a first. And that feels like the perfect way to start off Adar. Thank you for listening, guys. You can follow Kiddush Club on Twitter at Kiddush Club Cast and on Instagram at Kiddush Club Podcast. You can now find us on the quickly growing app called 24-6. And if you'd like to see the videos we discuss, join our WhatsApp group. You can find the link on our website, which is kiddushclubpodcast.com. Of course, you can shoot us an email with your comments, suggestions, or just to say hi. Our email address is hock, H-O-C-K, at kiddushclubpodcast.com. And we are out. Want me to. Joe Biden also. They, they don't take credit for Joe Biden. <laughs> like, he's not one of ours. <laughs> that was terrible. Oh, yes. Abik. Abik Mandal. Abik. <laughs> Abik. I'm just going to give him a better name. Uh, <laughs> it's an Indian name? Sukesh. <laughs> oh, don't worry, Sukesh. I will wait for you. Take cover. <laughs> I can't. Take cover, Luke. No, I can't. They're not even close. But what's interesting is that... Luke, I'm your father. No. <laughs> But there's all the outtakes. Yes. And this episode is copyright Kiddish Club Media.